Howdy, and welcome back to another Destiny 2 Roundup episode. I'm your host, Jim Bob Neutron. And I want to quickly say to all, to please stay safe and practice social distancing while we fight this pandemic. Luckily for some, video games has been a way to help cope with stress and anxiety during these times. So please take care of yourself and your loved ones. Yes, it's been two months since I last had a chance to talk Destiny 2 with you all. And well, let's just say there was a game called Doom Eternal that took over my life for, the, for several weeks, but now we're back to the grind. We are past the midpoint of Season of the Worthy, which began back in March 10th. We had, uh, in, we had introduction to Seraph Tower events across the EDZ, Moon, and IO. They're basically public events where we were helping Rasputin build satellites to fight the Almighty. Throughout the weeks, we got several bunkers unlocked. First on the EDZ, that was unlocked on March 10th. It also introduced legendary Lost Sectors. Basically, three of the Lost Sectors from that location increased their power recommended to like 1,000. It, it took a while at the beginning, uh, but now it's actually a lot easier to do them. I can even solo them. On March 24th, we unlocked the Seraph Bunker on the moon. So additional bunker to upgrade, get some uh, Warmind bits, additional armor, additional weapon quests. And then the final bunker, an IO, was unlocked on April 7th. Um, so now we've done full rotation of all three bunkers. We're actually now on the second rotation on the moon. These are lasting two, about two weeks per. I have finished uh, unlocking the moon and Io, and I'm currently working on completely unlocking the EDZ bunker. Gotta get those triumphs, baby. Gotta get those triumphs. We also got another uh, exotic quest from another favorite weapon from Destiny 1, the 4th Horseman. The 4th Horseman quest is available through Zavala. It's a fully automatic 4-barrel shoddy. It's also an arc weapon. Really fun to use. It, it melts, melts bosses. This season, we also got a lot more content. We got some seasonal weapons, some armor, exotic weapons. Uh, for example, we got the exotic auto rifle, Tommy's Matchbook. And if you leveled up towards the end of the 100 levels, you get an ornament for that weapon. It's actually a really fun weapon to use. It has a perk. I can't remember the name of it. But basically, the more you shoot, you get this buff while you're burning, but it also reduces your health. The added perk once you finish the catalyst is you actually... You gain some health back up to a certain level. I believe that's how it is. During this season, we also got a new armor set, the Seven Seraphs armor set. They also gave us an SMG, a shotgun, and a weapon ornaments for those weapons during the seasonal content item. You can also get the additional. There's a, there's a hand cannon. There's a sidearm. There is a machine gun. You can get through quests through the bunkers in EDZ, Moon, and IO. Uh, we also got an exotic ship and sparrow and emote. They're, they're towards the end of the 100 levels on the seasonal seasonal drops. One thing that Bungie has recently talked uh, in their uh, TWABs is what they aim for the season model to change to going forward. Um, their plan for Destiny 2 Year 4 is to aim a better interconnected narrative and let players experience it without worrying when they decide to jump in. Activities will last all year. One of the examples is Season of the Dawn. 
we would have kept saving Saint 14 quest instead of him just appearing on tower. And we would have kept the exotic quest for Devil's Ruin and Bastion and also the Sundial activity, which actually was really fun to do. <laughs> the mechanics were simple, yet they, it was it was still it was still a fun activity to grind weapons. Uh, but they might have removed the Obelix experience, right? So that's like your seasonal grind activity for Season of, of the Worthy. Um, those are the bunkers. Uh, the bunkers and the Seraph Tower public events. One of the issues that that players have been experiencing is, you know, fear of missing out. With regards to weapons, the current model forced players to try to farm seasonal weapons and armor in a limited time. But the goal is to reduce this pressure and add some selected weapons from previous seasons to drop in the following season. One of the things that I've noticed in this season is the plethora. No, that's basically too many bounties, right? It's we're just the content is just bounties. And I think Bungie has gotten note of that. And what they are planning on doing is as early as Season 12, they're going to replace weekly bounties with a set of non-expiring and account scope objectives each week that grants lots of seasonal rank progress uh, more than the weeklies currently do. They all want to switch away of bounties being a mandatory way to progress in the game. They want to make it an optional way to optimize how fast you're progressing. They're also looking at changing future events so it's not so bounty-centric for the seasonal free events, kind of like Guardian Games is right now. You're just chasing after bounties. That's really what it is. And another thing they want to improve is how how to look up for bounties or access them without having to go to the tower and spend like 10 minutes grabbing them. You can. They want to do it directly from the destinations map, which I would love because, you know, you don't want to break away from whatever activity you're doing just to go get more bounties. And if it's easier just to get into the destination map, that that removes unnecessary time. Uh, this season, we also got Iron Banner back. We've had the first and second uh, of the season. I think in the next following weeks, we'll get the third and final Iron Banner. Uh, this season, they introduced the, a new quest for an Iron Banner bow called Point of the Stag. I did obtain it on the first Iron Banner on my Hunter. Um, but I really haven't really messed with the weapon at all. I think it has Vorpal Weapon, so that's increased damage against bosses, vehicles, and guardians, and they're super active. That's a really fun perk to use in PvP. Easier to take out folks on their supers. <laughs> so it's it, it's it would be a fun weapon to add to your arsenal if you haven't already obtained it. And they also uh, brought back the Iron Remembrance armor set, and now it has armor 2.0 standards. This season, they also brought back one of the favorite activities from Destiny 1, Trials of Osiris. It kicked off March 13th. It's a weekend activity, Friday through Monday, basically. They brought a new seal. Uh, they brought Trials-themed weapons and armor. This is a 3v3 elimination mode. Uh, the first week, they did have the artifact power enabled. Now it's dis disabled for the rest of the season. Bungie's working on a way to cap power within this mode. Uh, that way you don't, you know, continuously grind your, your artifact power and have a larger advantage than other folks. Uh, the map rotates each weekend. There's weapon or armor drops at 3 wins, 5 wins, 7 wins, and if you go flawless, there's additional rewards. You can gather tokens by completing a match. 
you get additional tokens for winning the match. Um, you get tokens from completing bounties. And uh, talk to Saint to get another weapon or armor from that from that drop. We're now several weeks within the season, so there has been a lot of player feedback about Trials of Osiris, and the majority is negative, unfortunately. The, the honeymoon lasted one weekend, and all the issues started pouring out on week two. Uh, players have mentioned that there's a lack of incentive for going flawless. Uh, there's basically no adept weapons. This was something that came, came out in Destiny 1. Adept weapons had an additional perk that made them viable, uh, and made them a better option for you to use that weapon in trials. There's a lot of issues about disconnections. You can't return to it, to the match with your friends, and of course, there's the issues of almost any online game cheaters. There's cheaters everywhere. And lately, Bungie did make a response to one of the recent swabs, um, and they tackled this player feedback. They want to incentivize players to reach those three, five, seven wins and earn more tokens instead of having them to reset after three three wins to farm tokens for their weapon. So I think from each win, you get like about two tokens. So at three wins, you might get four. At five wins, you might get six. You know, I, I don't know what those numbers are yet, but it they would have to double them for it to be viable or a uh, incentive to keep players on their cards longer. Bungie also wants to add in a weekly bounty, so players that are stuck at one or two wins get a chance to earn one drop per week at least. That's something that I did struggle in the first few weeks. I could not get past two wins, uh, but more recently we were lucky and we got up to four. We did get, I was able to get uh, the auto rifle from Trials, which is really fun, really fun weapon. It has, mine has Rampage and Moving Target, makes it really fun in PvP. Bungie's also thinking of adding massing working materials to Trials. I mean, right now, Trials doesn't have any massing working materials or any reason to grind other than the weapons and armor. That would be an additional incentive for folks that just want to grind it and get those materials. And they're looking at Season 11, which is next season, when they will, they will add the massing working or infusion materials at the 3, 5, 7 wind drops. Looking forward to Season 12, they might even include a new material focus farming card. That's still in basically discussion and works how they would do that. They're investigating new forms of uh, flawless award weapons for the future season. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, something like adept weapons would be good. You know, gives an additional incentive to players to go for flawless. They also touch the subject of cheaters, the different types of cheats that we're seeing. You know, aimbotting, there's wall hacks, lag switching, infinite ammo, infinite ability energy, infinite respawns. Enemies teleporting right into your face, you know, all that kind of nonsense. And what Bungie is doing, they're adding additional resources to tackle uh, cheaters. They also added a note that fire teammates of cheaters will also receive a ban. So say you're in a match playing with LFG, right, you don't really know them, and you know that they are cheating, and you stay on the card and go flawless, you're also going to get a ban. So what they're recommending is for you to leave the match, report them, and, you know, find another fire team they're also considering higher player time investment to play trials something about say each account needs at least 100 hours to play they're also working with valve to take advantage of the valve anti-cheat system the vac and they're even playing with the idea of in future seasons they might even push trials behind the seasonal purchase instead of being free to all 
So this is the first step. These are short-term goals that they're trying to meet. You know, that's fighting cheaters is going to be a never-ending battle in any game. But at least, at least this is a, a first step forward. And hopefully they'll share more. Whatever they can share, you don't want to give, you know, cheaters too much information because then they'll find a way to uh, circumvent those. Another uh, activity that was introduced this season is Grandmaster Ordeal Strikes. That was introduced on April 21st. This is a new Nightfall Strike difficulty. There's a new seal for it for you to do some triumphs. There's endgame rewards for it. The minimum power to participate is power level 1025, even though the activity is set at 1050. And you get no benefits if your character is above 1025. So this is meant to be for the hardcore gamers, right? You have to be really coordinated. You have to understand what your armors, sets, and perks, and weapons are doing, and also your teammates. I myself have not tried yet. I am not ready. <laughs> I think I am under 10. I am at 1020 currently, so I'm not even at the minimum. This season, we also got a, a new, a free seasonal event called Guardian Games. It's three weeks long. It started on April 21st, and it will end on May 11th. Again, this is a free event for all players. It's a class competition between hunters, warlocks, and those nasty titans that are winning. That just play. They're playing their hearts out. They are. They're doing the work. Uh, this event came with new legendary armor. They said that, but really, you only got a, a either your cloak, your bond, or whatever the titans wear. That's all you got, and you have to wear that in order for the laurel items to drop in-game for you to progress. The The rest is a, an armor ornament that you have to purchase through uh, Bright Dust. I you know, drop some actual dollars for it, which I am not going to do. I have enough Bright Dust to buy them, so I'll probably do it that way. Uh, Bungie did mention at the beginning of Guardian Games that because the Hunter population is way larger, uh, they set up a waiting system on, on class to make it fair and of course hunters including myself complained we did well on day one and then titans have never stopped depositing metals and i think the mentality of the hunters is like well i did my job i'm, I'm good i don't have to do this anymore <laughs> uh, but yeah titans are they're dominating and so far and did bungie did show a few uh, last week some of the numbers of why they're outperforming the other classes is basically, even though there's less Titans compared to Hunters, more Titans are participating in the event. And they're depositing more medals than any other character. And so basically they're doing it fine. Even though there is some kind of cheat or hack out there where they're resetting their character and, you know, getting that free medal and just depositing it. So, but it's not only for Titans. Anyone else can do it. Um, an additional... A item that is available is the exotic ghost shell. They have three. There's one for as a snake for your hunter. One has a, the lion for the titan. And then I forget what bird it is for the warlock, but they have one there too. Uh, so far, I've collected the one for my hunter, the one for a titan. Um, and then next week, I'll be doing the one for the warlock. They also added a new exotic machine gun called Hair Apparent. Um, it's tied to the Guardian Games event. I don't know if it won't be available after this event, so I'm grinding the hell out of it. You really have to complete seven triumphs, seasonal triumphs under Guardian Games to obtain this weapon. I'm not too familiar with the perks for this weapon, but it looks like a 
Cabal-inspired uh, machine gun. Uh, its intrinsic perk, I just looked it up, it's heavy slug thrower used to spin up. This weapon can be fired only when fully spun up. So you have to really spun up this thing uh, and just destroy stuff. It looks fun, uh, but I have I have one week left to finish all the other ones. So after this, you know what I'm going to be doing. I'll be grinding for that machine gun. Uh, this season, they also changed how power gains worked. They increased the soft cap to 950 power. So that means all activities will help you get to that 950. They added a powerful cap at 1000 power. You can get here only by obtaining powerful drops. There's activities that every week, I think, on the moon, kill nightmares, doing the uh, the weekly challenges for Zavala, for uh, Gambit, uh, the ones for Crucible, and also, I think that's about it, yeah, to get you to that, that 1,000 power. And then to get to Pinnacle Cap, that's... Uh, 1010 power so you can only get there by obtaining pinnacle drops and recently uh, Bungie did change where you can get this additional pinnacle power uh, by completing the weekly challenges for gambit for crucible and strikes and with the seasonal artifact um, it will provide you extra power levels all you have to do is just grind and get additional xp and that can get you above 1010 Next up, I'm going to go over uh, the the updates, the hotfixes that happened this season. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to give you the what I thought were the high-hitting updates and the ones that I really cared about, you know, personally, either because they were a buff or a nerf, you know. Uh, on update 2.8.0, Titans got a change to how their barricade worked. So they raised their uh, health. But they also uh, made special weapons, anti-barrier weapons, and certain power weapons do additional damage to these barricades. They also changed the sh how ch shoulder charged worked on the Titans. Uh, they decreased the lunge angle when they're auto-targeting by 50%. Thank the Traveler, because oh my goodness. Uh, they also changed up their Antaeus Ward's exotic. The shield created during the slide no longer allows chip damage through. Now, if you're really good... At sliding on your titan you can basically ricochet that round back and instantly kill the other person i've been on the other side of that plenty of times <laughs> and they also buffed not buff they nerfed a one-eyed mask so the target target marking was replaced with target highlighting so you can no longer detect through walls so only if you have direct line of sight even if they move that you will see them but uh, and there is no bonus damage after the kill uh, for hunters uh, they did Go back on how tripmine grenades worked. They now stick to enemies again, which is good because I can not set up a proper tripmine on a wall. Let me tell you, I am not good. <laughs> uh, they also reduce base damage to 140, but if you have the young Ahamkara spine exotic arms, uh, damage stays at 160. So that's a nice little perk if you like that that type of grenade. Uh, for warlocks, they extended the melee range. They now have, I think, an additional meter above the Titans and the Hunters. They do have a, sl a sl slower and weaker punch, I think. So giving that extended range is a little benefit for them. They did nerf the handheld Supernova. They reduced range by 20%. They increased the activation time by 0.6 seconds and reduced the whole time by one second, which is good. And I've noticed not as many are using handheld Supernova because of that. It was a basically overpowering um, grenade for the Warlocks. Another cool thing that they did in this update, you can now change your energy type on your armor, finally. So no more worrying about you have, you know, good stat rolls, but the wrong 
energy type. So you just have you need additional materials to do that change, but now it's an option, which is good. For those that are trying to look for the perfect build. They also change how swords work. Basically, they change their stats. So now that the only stats that matter are impact, swing speed, charge rate, guard resistance, guard efficiency, guard endurance, ammo capacity, and your defending no longer eats up ammo. So they have a different bar for when you're defending with your with your sword. Basically, brings a little guard. Another change that they did, I wasn't happy for it, but I think it made sense. Sniper damage was reduced to pre-shadow levels on PvE only. They notice a lot of sniper usage like for raids, so they nerfed that. I will add a link on the episode description if you want to read the entire list of updates from 2.8.0. We also receive a hotfix 2.801. This is what disabled the artifact power for Trials and Iron Banner. Hopefully they'll share with us more in this next month uh, for the next season, how they're actually going to change how that works if they're going to cap it somehow for trials in iron banner in hotfix 2.8.02 they changed they fix an issue with trials of osiris challenges they were not being reset properly they also fixed the season pass smg and shotgun they now they now create warm mind cells they fixed the hunter's raiju harness it no longer allows for infinite whirlwind guard in update 2.8.1 uh, this one talks about armor, economy, power and progression, weapons, world systems, UI, and general changes. The, one of the issues or complaints from the players was the removal of emblems and, and, and trackers that some people worked really hard for. So Bungie requested or asked the community, what, what uh, tracker information do you want? Um, so they compiled the list of all the different new trackers that they're adding back in. Um, and that, that will be included also in the link in the episode description. I mentioned this earlier, but they changed they changed four of the weekly powerful gear sources and upgraded them to a pinnacle plus one, which means that if you get it, it'll be plus one power level from your average on your character. This one was for the Crucible, Strike, Gambit, Challenges, and also the weekly Engram, the weekly clan Engram, I think. Yeah, from Hawthorne. Another cool thing that they added in this update was uh, now completing bounties. Now sort to the top of the bounty bucket to group them easily. And then just uh, last week, we got hotfix 2.8.1.1. This one fixed an issue that allowed Guardians to quickly regain ability energy from Warmind Cells and a nerf to Hardlight. Hardlight has been a menacing force in Trials in any PvP activity. If you just shoot and shoot, it has a large magazine. I think it's over 40, 40 bullets. There's no drop-off. There wasn't any drop-off. And the ricochet damage was insane. So what they did is now hard light damage fall off now floors at 0.7. And they split up the ricochet bonus damage between PvE and PvP. So now for PvE, that remains at times 2. For PvP, it was reduced to times 1.35. They also removed recoil adjustment. That was making this weapon more stable than intended. That also did a small fix. Now for level 32 and 92 seasonal pass upgrades can now unlock for all three characters. How about them apples? Do you guys feel caught up? There's lots of info and changes happened in the last two months. And we have a little over a month left of Season of the Worthy. We are now off the content calendar that Bungie has shared. The darkness ships continue to approach week by week. And there's no sign of the Almighty yet. What do you think of the season so far? I would love to hear what you're currently working on and what predictions you have for the rest of the season and what might be coming next.
We would like to thank you for listening to this episode of Gaming Loop Radio. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Gaming Loop Radio or send us an email at GamerLoopRadio at gmail.com. You can find additional episodes of Gamer Loop Radio on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Thanks for being on it.